I really noticed this, this new level of awareness where I could really decide I was in control and power of if this input, if I would let that become our reality or not. I had this discernment and this loving awareness of like, I can see all of that fear around me and it's not mine to take in. I don't have to do anything with it. Welcome to a new episode of the Feminine Way podcast. My name is Dika. I'm a Tantra teacher and I specialize in feminine life design, which means I help women reclaim their feminine wisdom and design their life built on the principles of surrender, receiving, pleasure, openness, softness, and natural flow and connection. In this episode, I share on how to move from fear to trust easily. It's inspired by my month in Europe, which I easily call the best time I've ever had there in the past decade. So much love, ease, flow, connection, and abundance. While at the same time, the fear there is higher than ever before. Therefore, I felt called to share which tools I used to connect to trust on a daily and give you tips on how to make trust the baseline in your life. I would say grab yourself a cup of tea and enjoy. Welcome to a new podcast episode, this time recording it all the way from India. I've been in India now for about a week and still getting getting used to being here to the culture. It, I have to say it's very different from Bali and of course very different from Europe where I was before arriving here. Basically I spent the last month in Europe most of my time in the Netherlands which inspired me actually for the subject of this podcast which is about fear and specifically how to move easily from fear to trust and just just live in a space from trust ease flow where um yeah you can kind of just relax and lean back and not just have to go do give and be in this state of like anxiety and stress and just this kind of feeling of like constantly your body buzzing and it got inspired because being in the Netherlands for almost four weeks I marked those four weeks as one of the best times, like not one, like I would say the best time I've ever had in the Netherlands, in Europe, with my family um, in the past decade or so. There was such a, a feeling of ease, of flow, of alignment, everything just fell into place magically. There were for sure ups and downs on which I'll be diving into a little bit as well and sharing on, but there was just this, this feeling of like, I got this, like life is fun. I can play with it. I can trust it, which is not the current, I would say, state in which in general, the energy and the vibe in Europe and in the Netherlands is because of course, while we had pandemic, which was a lot of like unknown things happening, a lot of changes, then there is war happening. Prices are rising, like electricity prices are going to the roof, through the roof, um, uh, prices in the supermarkets rising as well. And I'm saying these things uh, not because they are true for everyone, but because that's actually an important statement already, because it's just, but it's something that you're bombarded with while you're there. Like I could really, I could really feel it. It was like in little stories that I would watch from people that were share about it, but also the news or the radio, just like it was super fascinating how the energy in Europe in general, and that's why I was super curious as well, because in Bali in general, 
it's a little bit less of that that you pick up while if you're just living. But in the Netherlands, it's like constantly, it was constantly around me. It's constantly there. I can, I can tune into it. And the key was to not step into that energy. And so within the first few days of actually landing in the Netherlands, I went to go shopping. And um, one of the things that, that I really was kind of like shocked about, or I was it was that, or it was the moment that I noticed that I'm like, okay, this pricing thing, prices rising, I can, I can sense that now because I was looking for butter and I couldn't find butter, anything below a euro or something like the the cheapest butter or something was almost two euros. And I was like, okay, that I, th- I believe that's new. I don't think I've had that experience before. This is a very small example, but I ended up also buying some Dutch shrimps, which I'm a massive fan of. And it was like this, this um, fish stand with like the fresh things. So I'm like, I'm going to go there. And so I asked for just a little bit, like a, <laughs> a little bowl of, of shrimps. And I didn't ask about the price until you said it. And I had to pay like 20 euros for like two things that I was like, uh, okay. So I handed over that and I, and then I handed over those euros and I was like, can I get the receipt though? And I looked at the receipt, I was walking home and I'm like, okay, that are some really expensive shrimps. I've never bought this tiny bit of Dutch shrimps for, I think it was over 15 euros. And I kind of had to giggle, but what happened the rest of the day and the rest, I would say the next two days or something, suddenly I, I stepped into this fear cycle. I could feel myself worrying about money and worrying about things and just feeling like agitated and on edge. And I almost like I couldn't get this feeling of rest and easefulness. And so it was actually then that I posted that in the circle WhatsApp group and shared some of the things that were coming up and asked also to the women there to share okay, what kind of fears are our life for you at the moment? And so I want to share some of those fears that are, are present for, for women. So you might resonate with it because I think that's one of the first steps to move already in a sense of ease and acceptance and love of the fears that are there and find a little bit of peace is to find a sense of connection, but also being able to share and know that you're not alone in this. So some of the fears that were shared was some of the women are afraid to not know really their purpose. She's sharing like that I don't, the fear that I don't know the purpose of my life. I feel like I'm stuck in a meaningless life. I don't know which way I want to go and don't know what my talents are. And this is actually fascinating when I'm reading this because in the past few days, I had a few client sessions and also signed up a new client and they were in a similar space, in this space of like, I feel I'm in this in-between, this space where I don't yet know where I'm going. At the same time, I do know that I need to be here, but it's terrifying me and it's hard to relax and it's hard to just surrender and be at ease in this and not start to like overthink or try to get myself, crawl myself out of this space, but just randomly starting to do a lot of things. Um, so maybe you resonate with that as well. So keep listening to this podcast because you'll, I'll give you some tools that will help you to just relax and surrender and drop into this like deep let go, even while you are in this space of the unknown. And another big fear a woman shared, my big fear is that things will not be all right. And she said also, I can also sense that the fear is higher these days. Another woman mentioned the fear of failure, but funny, she also said like the fear of failure, but also the fear of success at the same time. And this is a very interesting interesting piece because I actually also when I dove deeper into my fear of I don't have enough money and all these things uh, that it was popping up um, it was it was so interesting because actually I've been in the past months the most abundant I've been 
ever in my life. And so it was so like interesting to have that fear pop up almost like it's that more of that fear for success. Like what if I become really abundant? What if I would start earning a really a lot of money? There's that could actually be really scary. And often we are more afraid of our success of our light than we are of the darkness of our shadows. Then another woman mentioned uh, the fear of simply not being good enough. Um, and lastly, one woman mentioned this year, I started my business and something I fear I can't really, I fear is that I can't really make happen what I promise to make happen. And on the other hand, what if I build a successful business? Will I be able to carry that and will, and will I not lose it? So again, that's the, these two sides of the same coin, this fear of failure, doing things wrong, of not being enough, but at the same time, actually being deeply terrified of what if this actually works out? What if I become successful? What then? Um, because often that means that something needs to shift and change. And if there's one thing our system does not like, your mind specifically does not like, it is change. Um, I love this. There's this one quote or this one sentence which is um, the only certainty in life is uncertainty so the only certainty in your life the only thing you will know for sure is that things will change is that things are uncertain and this is super a super fascinating statement which i actually started my i think it was my master's or my bachelor's scription my thesis that i wrote with um, because what i studied innovation management also has to do with change and transformation and that is something that comes often with fear. So for a moment, let's dive into fear and get a deeper understanding of what fear is all about. Fear and trust actually come together. So they're opposite sides of the same coin. The, they are um, emotional states that are linked to each other and at, at, are at the very base of you at the very base of your body, at the very core of who you are. Fear and trust are the most primary emotions, I would say like come connected to the first function circle. And when I talk about function circle, it's, it's linked or comes from Chinese medicine, which takes the whole system, the whole body and everything as connected. And so fear and trust are an emotional state, but it's linked to specific organs. It's linked to the bladder and the kidney organs. And therefore also it's linked to these energy channels that run all through the body. This is something that I've studied during my yin yoga teacher training as well. And there's actually specific yin yoga postures and uh, practices that I use that are linked to these energy channels and so linked to the topic of fear and trust and help you to move easily from a state uh, of fear to a state of trust. Now, the element that comes with this function circle, basically with this circle of fear and trust is the water element. And it's connected to topics as it's, it's really, as I said, at the root, at the core of your instinct at the core of your biology, but also at the core of your body. It lies in general really connected to the root. And so topics of safety, security, wanting to have a foundation are very important. And um, when we're out of balance, when it comes to dysfunction circle, when it comes to um, this topic of fear and trust to the water element, we are often in a, in a space of fear anxiety we feel a lot of stress 
we may experience a lack of self-confidence and just have in general kind of a, a nervous nature, which relates into either of us kind of not having any motivation to do anything, kind of ending up in some sort of freeze or just a blah, meh down kind of space or we tend to go into overly controlling just keep on doing trying to control trying to analyze trying to think trying to just do all the things which is something i believe a lot of you may recognize and that's also what you see happen a lot of course in in the netherlands which is kind of like the basic energy state there is just keep on going keep on doing keep on controlling and i'm kind of like shaking my head while i'm talking it's kind of this nervous keep on going more 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 and it's like it's exhausting over the long run now when we are um constantly in a state of fear stress anxiety then over time, it eventually drains all of our energy, all of our courage, or of our all of our motivation and just available power. And this is when the water element actually is in balance. So when you're in balance, when it comes to this function circle, when it comes to this balance between fear and trust, that means you have enough fuel to jump out of bed in the morning, full of like energy and drive and motiva- motivation, actions feel effortless. You are connected to this, just this knowing, this innate knowing, this in- your intuition to this sense of trust that everything is always working out for you for you you are full of life force and you're able to just flow with everything so also flow with obstacles like you're flowing like water remember it's the water element so it's really around just like okay ups and downs whatever comes my way i can flow with it i can trust that i got this and i can easily just move with it and this is basically the main quality that is so important when it comes to being in the unknown then it's actually, if you can rely on your ability, if you can trust in your ability to just flow, to just be, knowing that you have always the capacity to start anew or to uh, create something else or to move around or to move with, then there is nothing to fear, basically. And so it's also important to rewrite the way you perceive safety or what safety means. And so many of us in the Western world have been taught that safety means numbers, means knowledge, means words, means something you can physically see. But this is kind of a a deceptive way of safety and not really, really resembles safety. Um, However, we're so like linked to that and so imprinted that that means safety that that is what we're constantly striving and working for and there is never enough of that so basically you're running in this loop which is never ending and therefore only draining your system and so another thing that's really important is learning to rewrite what safety means and that is something you do by connecting to your body because real safety comes from within comes not from something external from having something but comes from the feeling within comes from a state within the body that resembles safety where your nervous system can be relaxed and where you are naturally in a state of trust and then fear becomes actually uh, a very important useful emotion because fear is not a bad thing (laughs) however we are 
often stuck in a fear loop and stuck in this pattern of a constantly fight and flight mode in our nervous system. And that's when fear becomes destructive because it will start draining your system and there will be no time to actually drop into um, digest and rest mode into restoration space, which is the space of openness, slowing down, ease, relaxation. And from that space, naturally like new guidance and new insights and a new fuel of life will be activated. No. So that is not something we often experience because fear is constantly activated. However, fear, as I said before, it's a very important primary emotion that is um, imprinted in our system to keep us safe. And that comes from very old times when uh, we were still cavemen and cave women and any sort of danger could be around the corner any moment and so that fear response was very important because that meant we could fight or flight in the moment and just had to get out so we would stay alive and survive so it's imprinted in our system so the species survives you can keep on going now these days we live in general in a really beautiful world where we're not getting attacked by a tiger just around the corner any minute any given moment However, our system still responds to stimuli all the time like that because we are um, constantly having input and not having this discernment. Now, fear is a temporary emotional state and trust is basically the baseline, is our natural nature. So in general, you are in a space of trust and then temporarily once in a while the fear button switches on so basically the the that coin is flipped over because fear is necessary suddenly you need to fight or flight and as soon as that's over again you come back to trust which is your most natural state of being so trust is really at the core of your being you are born with this sense of trust However, these days that coin is almost switched around, that fear is the baseline and trust is more of a temporary emotional state. Sometimes we have it and most of the time we live in fear. This is not natural. That comes because of the culture, the society, the way we grew up and also all the input we're constantly getting. Plus, because we're constantly in this state of going, doing, thinking, analyzing, etc. And that is not very helpful to be in that space of trust and just to relax into that. That space of trust is programmed into you as your nature, but it comes from the body. So because most of us don't live in the body a lot, that's where kind of the balance got got twisted. And instead of that, we are more aware and focused on our thoughts, which are uh, often very fearful and based on like, don't change, don't do that. Oh, be careful for this. And what about that? Have you thought about this? And that is not very beneficial to being able to relax and just trust and lean back. Now in the Netherlands, I had a client over and we dove into this topic of fear and trust. And we specifically did an exercise where I invited her to embody fear in three different ways and to then embody trust in three different ways and we did it for the same amount of time and then afterwards we had a little reflection and one of her insights was she was like wow that two minutes of being in fear was so exhausting where those two minutes being in trust was so easeful and relaxing 
And this is just to give a perspective on uh, that fear is supposed to be a temporary state and trust is the, um, the more natural baseline. And so it makes a lot of sense also because actually fear burns a lot of energy. Trust does not. It actually nurtures the system, nurtures your body. And so you're designed to just be nurtured, to just be in a space of energy efficiency. So being constantly in a state of fear is actually very inefficient for your system and it drains your system really fast, which is probably something you've noticed uh, because if you're very anxious, overwhelmed, stressed, like you're getting more and more tired and all you want to do is just crawl up in a bowl and hide and just rest, rest, rest. That's because constantly being in an activated fear state is very, very, very exhausting. Now, one last thing I want to share about this function circle of fear and trust and what's interesting to know is that it's also linked, it's linked to the kidney and the bladder, but also linked to the genital area. So to the root, the base of your body, your pelvic floor, and specifically your genitals, because this water element, but also the kidneys and the bladder are linked to this topic of sexuality. Your root is also linked to your sexual instinctual nature. Now, when I say the word sexuality, often it's kind of confusing. It means like, wait, what? It's linked to like sex. But sexuality is something way bigger than just something you do with someone in your bedroom. Sexuality is your instinctual primal nature you're a sexual being like at the very base of your biology your whole body is designed to procreate to create a next version of humans and so sexuality and sexual energy is the very baseline of your whole system it fuels your whole system and that means sexual energy we can also sometimes call it creative energy or life force energy and specifically the kidneys they house according to chinese medicine your life force energy this vital energy and also they believe in um, chinese medicine that your sexual health so the health of your sexual organs but also the aliveness and activation of your sexual energy and in general that whole pelvic area is key and is a very good parameter to determine someone's general health and um, therefore this topic of fear and trust is very at the base of everything and if you are constantly in a state of of stress, anxiety, uh, activation of that fear, everything else in your system will slowly start crumbling as well. And one of the things that will be shut down really fast is a sense of aliveness, your sense of creativity, your sense of motivation. And that's our old topics that are linked to your sexual alive energy. Because think when you are um, feeling really turned on with life, it's it's kind of this fuel. It's this, this activation, this sense of confidence and trust naturally is connected to that. Um, instead of, and also when you just think about having an orgasm, it's way easier when you're feeling confident, when you're feeling happy, smiley, energized, when you're feeling alive and you're just trusting because then you can actually let go and experience way more pleasure. And basically it's impossible to have an orgasm when we're in a lot of fear. It like the whole system kind of shuts down from feeling alive because that's not important. Then everything is just focused on fight or flight, keeping yourself alive. Okay, so now the big question is how to move from fear to trust easily and how to make sure that some of those external input are not constantly considered as massive tigers and therefore you're constantly in a state of trust. How to make those external stimuli a little bit less impactful, like how 
to not let them fully, fully activate this mode of stress and anxiety into your system. So the key here is your body. Basically, all of these processes, they're happening in your body. And therefore, only the way to the only way to switch it is to dive in, to be present in your body and actually give space for that switch to happen. And the key components when it comes to that are always breath, movement, and sound. So in my work, I use a lot of these components because the feminine is the body, is linked to the body. The feminine is experienced in the body. It's always inside and it's activated or it's accessed, let's say it like that, with three elements, breath, movement, sound. Basically breathing connects you to the body, moving connects you to the body, making sound also connects you to the body. And specifically with all those components, uh, when you think about fear, so when you are afraid, there's a certain breathing pattern that gets activated. It's like, <laughs> like it's, sh it's a shorter breath, it's sharper breath, it's faster. Now, when you're in trust, also your breath changes. It's like, <sighs> It's like deep, it's relaxed, it's open, it's ah, just like that. <laughs> and so the same with movement. When we're afraid, the movements that are happening in the body, it's like contracting. Like you can even like, while I'm saying this, because I'm actually, you can't see that because it's a podcast, but I'm actually making the movements with my body. I just can't help myself. I naturally go into expression. And so you can kind of make yourself like tune in with that fear. Like it's contracting your muscles in your neck and your shoulders. Like you make yourself small. You want to like hide now, when you think about trust, what your body want to do is just like, ah, oh, open up, make a movement of opening, of relaxation, of expansion, like taking up space. Um, so you can practice that while we're going through this. And lastly, sound. Again, the, the fear, the sound of fear is like, ah, ah, like kind of screams and high pitched. And the sound of trust, I would say something like, ah. Oh, Yes, mm, ha, something like that. And you're naturally, when you're, would try this out, like if you would um, breathe fear slash trust, if you would move fear slash trust, or if you would uh, sound, make sound like fear of trust, you easily get the distinction and you easily are, understand like, oh, what's the difference? And from that space, it actually becomes really easy to switch that, like that to flip that switch, let's say like that. So imagine that this fear, uh, trust, this is like this light switch. And um, it's hard to find that button or understand how to actually access it when you're just thinking about it. Like, I don't know how to do that. Like that sounds really complicated. But when we connect to, your, to the body, when you connect to your body, when you connect to your breath, your movement, or to sound, suddenly you're like, wait a moment. I do know how fear feels and trust. I know where to go now. So I know where to find that switch. And so this is basically the, the core of this answer, how to move from fear to trust. One very easy way is, uh, and I say easy because actually it is easy, but it takes practice and it takes this sense of um, surrender into the fact that it's okay 
and you're safe to actually be in a state of trust. So it's kind of like rewriting your system specifically because most of us are taught to constantly being a state of fear. And so moving to a state of trust means change. And so that can be scary mainly to your mind. It's really not scary to your body because your body will just be like, ah, oh, finally, we're coming home. Thank you for doing this work. And so it's mainly your mind that will kick you into a lot of resistance and a lot of other stories and things that why this is not a good idea. But actually it's something that is super easy if you allow yourself to go totally in it. So this is something I teach a lot when it comes to emotional alchemy. And so emotional alchemy is this process of uh, transforming, transmuting emotions, letting them move through the body, expressing them so they can move on. And this is basically what's key here. Like if there's fear, instead of like ignoring it, instead of acting like it's not there, well, it's clearly activated in your body. It's hard to ignore, <laughs> pushing it away. That costs a lot of energy. First of all, to be in fear, it costs even more energy to press it away. Um, and emotional alchemy teaches this process of like, okay, I'm just going to release and transform and transmute so we can actually switch that flip. So we can actually then embody trust instead of fear. So we let it move through us. So it's kind of like something you need to dive into. And while you're diving into it, something else will be activated on the other side of that. Now, there are many specific tools that will help you to make this process easier because it might sound like, okay, yes, I get that. And now how do I do that? And that's always the question. And that's what I teach in my work, like practical tools, which you can use on the daily to make that switch to embody whatever needs to be embodied, to feel whatever is there and actually transmute it. So something else can come into play. So more spaciousness gets created. I want to finish off here by sharing a few of those practical tools, which to an extent is able, is, I'm able to explain that over a podcast and to an extent, um, it's, I would need to actually show you and you need to do some of my work or come to a workshop, which I'll talk about at the end of this podcast, because I have a very beautiful workshop coming up at the beginning of this year, which will help you practice and, uh, embody these tools so you can start your year constantly moving or knowing how to move from fear to trust and therefore trust will become way easier to call in and embody in in the new year so some of the tools are some of the things i noticed naturally that i was doing while being in the netherlands because i was mentioning being in the netherlands this time around I've, i have never felt this much ease and flow and trust and alignment while there were not only ups there were also downs for example um I had a little lump in my breast, uh, which I discovered at the beginning of the year. I got it tested in Bali before and it was, the results were like, it's, it's benign, so no need to worry. But somehow I felt still not really at ease. Also, it kept on growing. And so I was like, okay, when I'm in Europe, I would love to get that tested. Um, and that was, of course, a little bit scary and not something fun to do. Um, I actually ended up having to get a, a, a biopt, how do you call that? Biopt? Yeah. So, um, because they couldn't fully get like a hundred percent clearance just with, um, uh, external research, let's say like that. And eventually ended up uh, getting it removed as well. Like the results were all good. So no need to worry. Like it was, I was like multiple times the doctor was saying, just to remind you again, it's really not dangerous or cancerous. It's benign. So let's celebrate that first and foremost. Um, and I decided to, to have it removed still because the chance that it would be growing was, was there as well. So that was quite the scary journey. 
Um, however, still that process, it was so much love, so much flow uh, linked to it. I just almost couldn't believe it because something like that was hard to put into motion while not being there. So I only had three and a half weeks. And in those three and a half weeks, I got all of that research done, all of those dates, all of those moments fit perfectly into my schedule. I met the most loving, caring, compassionate doctors and people. Like a doctor called me, like went way out of his way to call me back the same day with the right results. He's like, because I know that it's going to give you a way better weekend if you know the results now. Things like that would happen. Like I had one day where I was like, if I would have this operation now, if it would fit in some sort of magical universe because normally you hear in the Netherlands things like it takes months or something to get a little surgery um and I was like there's one day because I have clients before and sessions and massages and live days that I'm doing and exactly that day she was like there's only that moment I can do the opera and I'm like the operation and I'm like what so everything was just so aligned uh it was it was super super special and Another down moment, eventually also had to get a tooth removed. Uh, but also again, that whole, that whole journey went because I found actually a holistic dentist and they looked at way more uh, and like then only the tooth. And like, I got to understand some different things about my health and got some new clues there. And then also then last minute, somehow it was able to fit that in. And so all these like down moments, um, they were so connected to to still this sense of flow and to this sense of, I just trust and I, I could really surrender and lean into that. And this is something of course, because I've practiced, um, and this is something, yeah, what my work is about also, but I've really put so much energy and effort into rewriting myself, rewriting my system, rewriting my body and connecting so much to, uh, to myself, to my body, to my femininity that it became, now I almost was like, I'm picking the fruits of all of that work because how, how in a state of positivity I could stay in a state of trust and how to naturally everything and magically fell into place and how love just became the baseline of, it is the baseline of my life, but also now coming back to like to the Netherlands where there's still this, these old parts in myself and different patterns also with my family things. But suddenly I was like, I could really notice this shift of like, wait, I'm doing things differently than I used to. And this is because baby steps. Um, and because of some of the tools, I share some of the tools that I naturally connected to in the Netherlands. That doesn't mean that these are the perfect tools, but it was just interesting for me to notice that, um, I actually didn't sit on my mat once and did an official like 30 minute practice or something. I'm going to be very honest with that. Um, because there are moments where I have a, a super clear routine and moments where I'm more in flow and, this is something I was, yeah, as something I can really trust now within myself. I know that whatever I'm being pulled to is something I need, need the most. Plus I have just really powerful tools. So I have this array of which my, my system, my intuition can naturally pick. But a few things that really I noticed was there was a massively big desire to be in nature. And actually every single day I went for a little walk or went to nature or touched a tree or something. It was really what kept me sane. I think there was a few days that I, I would postpone that until the very end because I don't know, it was cold and dark and gray and I was blah, feeling this. But eventually I went out and I'm like, <gasps> my whole system was just relaxing and dropping into trust and dropping out of thinking and understanding and doing. It was so beautiful. 
So please, 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 wherever you are uh, in the world, and this sounds maybe super cliche, like, but nature is really one of the biggest uh, examples you can get, but also one of the biggest support you can get. Nature is is has this energy of trust and safety because it's always it's connected it's like connected to the seasons it's constantly circling in a flow so it automatically connects you to this feminine energy of like slowing down of flow of ease of playfulness so going outside really really something i would highly recommend and nature is your foundation it's also your body it's it's nature and remember fear and trust are at the very base of your instinctual system your instinctual nature so it's closest closestly connected that energy that resonance with nature itself another tool i grabbed a lot it's it's called gibberish you might have I'm not sure yet. Those women that have worked with me in certain moments, they, they know about this. And it's, it's basically a tool, an emotional alchemy tool. There's lots of different types of tools for that. Uh, and this is a tool where you use a made up language. So to give expression to the energy that's there, but not just with words, with logics, it really drops you out of the mind. It's impossible to be in the mind when you do that because it's a made up language. It doesn't exist. So your your mind automatically switches off and it therefore expresses anything what's happening in the body. And that will help. It's very easy to get out of a state of fear and it's a tool that's very easy to do. So I would notice myself doing that while driving, I would just start talking gibberish and expressing and moving any kind of frustration that was coming up or anything icky that I, I felt, um, which was sometimes, I don't know, spend some time with my sister or my mom and uh, something got a little like, ooh, an old pattern or something got activated. I would just go for a walk and do some gibberish and not trying to understand or judge or make it about me or making it about them. Just just move it. Just Just get out of it. <laughs> So gibberish was very powerful. Another thing, again, because I'm, I already mentioned, this is all about the, the key here is your body. So the connection to your body is one of the mo- main important things. And what I noticed, what I was doing every morning and every evening, I would be in bed and it would be cold, but I would finally, I'm like about to warm up. I would kind of like move and shake a little bit in the bed, but also then just kind of like touch and scan and feel my body, like squeeze it. Um, just caress it, just like be like, okay, yeah, this I'm here. This is, this is me also, not just my mind where we spend so much of our time. And this helps to also switch that awareness to just like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm here. So these are three of the things that I naturally gravitated towards while being in the Netherlands. So I hope, hope that's helpful. Now, now one last thing that also is very helpful because all of these that I've mentioned are more feminine approaches. But in Tantra, we use always both. So we use both the feminine and the masculine. And so it's very key actually to develop both sides uh, to be ordered in order to find this grounded balance, um, also in the sense of trust, finding this grounded balance. So it's not only about, okay, just expressing the fear, expressing, embodying, and then trust will be there. Yes, trust, you can also something that you can call it an embody. However, then it's key that you actually anchor that and ground it into your system, into your body. And this is where kind of that masculine component, that meditation, and where specifically the, the, tool or the skill of loving awareness is super, super important. So instead of attaching to every single thought in your mind, instead of attaching to every single story of like actually letting that story sink into your body and therefore it becomes a fear, 
it is also really powerful to be able to just witness your thoughts and witness whatever is happening without straight away reacting. So this is another skill that is very important to develop um, because it will help you discerning. And this is what I mentioned, like this, this question of like, okay, what if I feel fear? How do I move to trust? Then use these tools I just described, like use breath, movement, sound components, because basically you're feeling something. So it's the feminine realm. So use a feminine, feminine embodiment tool to express it. It's expression is the key to actually give it space to be, to move and um, however, to make sure that not all these little inputs, all these, these, I don't know, things that we get from outside are constantly activating, creating stories in our mind. And from those stories, we start feeling fear. Um, it is key that you develop this sense of, um, loving awareness. And this comes from being able to sit in stillness, to sit in nothingness, to relax into the unknown, to just be able to be there without reacting, without um, that relating back to, I need to be in fear now or, or anything of the sort. And so just sitting in stillness or just, um, yeah, practicing actually sitting completely still, like I can say like practice meditation, but it's, it's often the combination of the two is, is really important in the way to practice it. So first, um, embodying something and then creating a few minutes of stillness for yourself. And when I say stillness, it's really like no fidgeting around, no trying to like still adjust something, not making any sounds like really practice stillness and nothingness will help you in the long run also to not just take everything in and have this healthy kind of bubble around you and this healthy layer of protection, um, this healthy like boundary that you can discern of what input do you take in? What input do you take yours and then it becomes your experience and what input is just not yours to take in. And that also was something that is really important. Understanding that like when I was in the Netherlands, I could really stay in my own bubble, really stay into my own lane. Um, I was just focused on me and focused on, on my mission, on what I'm here to do and therefore making all the external stimuli, like I was limiting that. I was for a reason staying away a lot from Instagram, for example, or um, just being very discerning with like, okay, someone was watching the news in the house. I'm not gonna listen to that. I'm gonna put my earphones in or go up. Like really making clear decisions on also limiting that input, but at the same time practicing um, that loving awareness, that's something I've practiced over the past years and a lot with Tantra as well. Uh, we practice a lot, both of it. Um, I really noticed this, this new level of awareness where I could really decide I was in control and power of if this input, if I would let that become our reality or not. I had this discernment and this loving awareness of like, I can see all of that fear around me and it's not mine to take in. I don't have to do anything with it. I can just have that, um, healthy distance basically. And with all of that being said, I would love to invite you to my newest workshop, which is going to be happening 7th of January, 2023. So it's going to be a really beautiful new start 
to the year. And it's inspired by this past month, by this topic of fear and trust, and also by a few clients that I've been working with over the past month that were basically, this is what they were calling for. This is what they wanted. This was their intention. And that is to create your own feminine routine, to create a routine, to have practices and tools that you practice on the daily so that you keep taking step by step by step and keep practicing and that help you connect to your most feminine essence, feminine state, which is this state of trust first and foremost. And from there, aliveness, creativity, sensuality, uh, your heart, love will also naturally be activated, but it all starts with imprinting your system back to a space of trust, back to a state of openness, flow, ease, and surrender so that you can actually start receiving, that you can actually start fueling and filling up your cup and become this kind of overflowing fountain from which naturally you inspire others, from which you're naturally giving, but it's not like an outwards going motion. That's not the feminine way. That's not what you constantly need to do. You don't have to go and give and do and act and think all the time to reach a lot of things. And I would say my life, and I am a really good example of that, um, because this is how I created the life that I'm living these days. So how I can now just be in India and not have any client sessions in December and just have room to be creative and create a life design on my own principles. And really it's, it's only getting better and better and better. But the way to get here is by taking little baby steps on a daily basis. This is really my core principle. Clients that work with me know it's like, just take baby steps. So when things become too overwhelming, we're coming back to the very basics. Everything is all about just making it more simple, more simple, more simple, smaller, little smaller. So you can actually do it. And this is all the things that I'm going to teach you in the workshop, create your feminine routine, uh, which will teach you all the practical tools to move from fear to trust easily to really set that foundation of trust for 2023. So you're set up for a life full of feminine magic. And during this workshop, I will take you through how to make sure a routine feels easy and not forced, how to never feel like you're failing and how to not feel guilty for skipping a day. I will take you to through like how not to lose your routine either, like how to stay consistent, but with just like this natural ease and flow and not by forcing something, not by having to like, I know, become your own military sergeant or something just in the feminine way. I will share um, and dive more into these specific practices that I use on a daily well-being in Europe, plus give all different kinds of variations. So some of the th things I just described will be actually practicing and it will actually give you to like, okay, you, you can actually do it now and not just understand it. Um, I will share also how I've experimented with creating a really sustainable loving routine over the years because I've, cr I've experimented a lot with it. And I'll share also really what didn't work. We will dive into the tantric wisdom behind creating a balanced routine. So something already gave a little glimpse at understanding this balance between the masculine and the feminine and needing both approaches to create a sustainable routine. And that is what Tantra is all about, weaving together the opposites and finding from that the ultimate truth, the ultimate kind of answer that works. And finally, you will really design your own feminine routine, one that feels easeful and deeply inspiring and will make the perfect start of your 2023. 
Now this workshop is going to be held through Zoom. It will take about two hours or so and you get the replay as well afterwards if you can't be there live or if you want to watch it again. I will drop the link to the tickets for this workshop above and yeah, I really hope to see you there. And with that comes an end to this podcast episode. I hope you found this inspiring. I hope it kind of helps you to see that there's nothing wrong with your fear. And at the same time, that it's possible though, to really live and come back to a state of trust. If there's any questions, feel free to reach out to me. What I would love to receive is just, if you made it to this end of this podcast, send me a little message. Like how was that podcast for you? Anything you've learned, any insights you've had, or just a little love heart. It really helps me to stay motivated and inspired to keep sharing with you. And for now, I'm going to send you so much love from India. Bye.